river kingdoms are a constantly shifting group of city-states, kingdoms and fiefdoms, rising and falling through the machinations of would-be conquerors, wars, assassinations, games of politics, and dangerous monsters. South of Brevoy sits the Stolen Lands. Stolen from what and when are a matter of some debate. Currently overrun by bandits and monsters. Brevoy seeks to aid in the establishment of new kingdoms, buffer states, run by anyone strong enough and clever enough to carve a kingdom out of the savage wilderness. Caelan Thorne, the mercenary who would be king, believes he is that man. Herein lies his tale of wilderness exploration, monsters, politics, romantic entanglements, ancient gods, and war. Heavy indeed is the head that wears the crown. Sugarfueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Kingmaker, a Paizo Adventure Path. A word to our listeners. This game is often interrupted. Whenever this happens, you'll hear our editor's tone to let you know when a segment of recording has been removed until we resume gaming. Episode 121. When last we left our heroes, Caitlin and Michaela had invaded Iravetti's clockwork palace. Yes. Uh, Disguised as golems. Yep. You had found the cleaning units. Yes. You had dodged Iravetti's room. Yep. You had found several secret passages. You had found the workshop where he's building a bunch of things. Yep. And um, or has very, very secret blueprints and plans for things. And then has a very high end acid trap on his door. Yep. Um, you recall the things he was building? That the, the um, blueprints that you discovered. I remember deciphering most of them. Yep. Um, he's um, building. Himself, he's building a new Iravetti. Yep, and cough. And cough. Well, that's a blueprint. And there was a blueprint for first in there as well. Yep. And then the last one is something complicated, but I didn't make the check. Analyze. But I know it was complicated. Cool. And then you have penetrated the guest room, killing more clockwork guards on your way in. Yeah. Found what you're guessing is like the diplomatic wing, effectively. Um... Kaelin might or might not recognise it. This particular one is done up in the style of Tienzai. Ah, uh, yep. Um, Quite possibly not, actually. He's, um, he's fairly cosmopolitan in the Rither Kingdoms and sort of relatively close neighbouring areas, hmm. but he hasn't had a lot of contact with um, Tienzai things. You have had Lillian, who's come by Co- way Come of from Tienzai, yeah. Regardless, you know, yeah. it looks weird and foreign, yeah. basically, as the, the relevant parts. Um... <coughs> you have come in here, effectively pulled your clock, fake clockwork helm off and gone, Keston, we've come to rescue you. <laughs> At which point there has been a slight clank from behind you, and you see the two statues that sort of flank the door that look like big, ugly, winged <coughs> monstrosities um, suddenly begin to move. And that is where we come in. Yep. On Roll for Initiative. Yes. Uh, 12 which is actually quite good by Caelan's standards 12 
Five by lid. Thirteen for Michaela, who just has to be that much bigger than you. Yep. Uh, substantially less for the thingy. Oh, that's thoughtful of them. Uh, Eleven. Oh, that's so thoughtful of them. <laughs> yeah, they, they rolled a three. Yep. Because they dealt with hit like tanks. You know, it's very nice of them to um, fail an initiative. And, of course... Yeah. Is that Keston's initiative? Yes, yes it is. Did Keston roll poorly? No, Keston rolled a 22. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I sense some vaunting in his near future. So, um, both you and Michaela failed this perception check last week. Yep. So... You are surprised when the seemingly inanimate statue behind the door comes to life. Yeah. And suddenly puts its big claws down on you and begins clawing away at you. As they get their surprise rounds? As they get their surprise rounds. Yep, fair enough. Uh, And it basically puts one giant clawed hand out just kind of into your shoulder. Yeah. Moving as rapidly as it can for a 27 to hit you. Uh, that will that will not hit me. Uh, hang on, flat footed. Flat footed. You are not yeah, aware um, of this. No, that will still miss me. Cool. Uh, and the other one will do the same for Michaela. We'll crit threat her, and we'll uh, fail. I think no. Uh, it will confirm the crit with a thirty-two on her flat footed AC. Ouch. Yeah, alas, there's, um... She's not got the tower shield out? Uh, she does, but, um... Well, in fact, no, she doesn't at this point, because you're in disguise. Yeah. But among other things, that still doesn't bring her AC up to 31. Yeah. Flat-footed. To 32, flat-footed, rather. Um... Her flat-footed AC is not right. Alas, as a part of her disguise, she does not have her um, shield out. Yeah, it's not something a lot of golems we were walking down the corridors were carrying. You have the same problem, of course, with your shield of blades. Yes, um, which actually means um, if they equal the 28, they hit me. They equal my AC. Yes. Yep, sorry, I um, did the maths wrong there. Um, but with the, my dex modifier, because I'm flat-footed and actually have dex modifier, it drops by one, and because I don't have my sword out, it's... Um, Yeah, because I, I I didn't think I was going to be in combat, so I would have put the sword away, given that I'm trying not yeah, to intimidate. Actively in disguise. I'm trying not to intimidate the kid. Yeah, because we took, would have had our swords out to kill the golems at the door, but um, you know, then we came back in. Mm-hmm. 
so. It's a notepad, a little notepad for my hit points and the pencil. Michaela is suddenly gashed as one of these claws comes down through her shoulder and crunches into her. Hitting her right in all the sensitive pressure shoulder joints as she gets critted. Yep. Kaylin uh, does not get critted. She's good. Takes uh, 10, 18, 20, 23, 27 points of damage. Ouch. Definitely regretting not using more healing spells after that acid now. And both of you begin bleeding from these wounds as their claws are like razors. Ah. Yep. And then that is the surprise round done. Yep. And then we go into initiative and Keston will react like lightning to this. Um, he glances up, sort of, you know, in the midst of his chess game, not really paying all that much attention to what the, the random golems are doing. Mm. It's, it's like it's obviously a sight he sees periodically. Yeah. The golems presumably come in and leave food or whatever. Um, he glances up, sees you take your helm off. There's a moment's incomprehension, then he sees the thing move, and immediately... He shouts, my lord! And starts leaping up from the table across to you. So he will push himself up from the table, stand up, and go ink, 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 ink. Rushes over to you. Um, He looks as surprised as anyone else by these things moving, but nonetheless rushes over to you and shouts, my lord, look out! A sword! A shield! And runs forward towards you and makes grasping motions at your weapons, because obviously he has neither weapons nor armor on him here. Yep. Uh, and that is both his move actions, so he is out. Yep. Then it is Michaela, who will... The fuck? Curses under her breath in orcish. Yeah. Reaches around, <laughs> pulls out the giant tower shield. That's good stuff. Uh, she will, looking quite badly, looking reasonably badly wounded... Uh, less so than she might think, actually. As even though she is flat-footed, her armor has the R5 on it. Ah, it's only penetrated by magical weapons, which these things do not appear to have. Excellent. Um, in case she looks a little healthier, uh, she will step back, take notice of the big claws and horns and everything else on the things, uh, and... Holds up her bracelets, jingles them, and shouts, God, protect me! Steps away, because she has no compelling need to do that. Uh, actually, she can take 10 on concentration, so she can just pass this, but nonetheless, she doesn't want to be between people who can sneak attack, so. Yep. Uh, she will move away and cast cure critical wounds on herself, or cure serious wounds on herself. Good stuff. I'm sorry about using up her pure critical, but I am quite glad I have the hit points. She actually wouldn't be using the critical anyway. Twenty-six. Yeah, cool. And she looks largely fine again. Sweet. Hmm? 
she has substantially less hit points than you. Yes, yes, I'm aware. And then you're up. Cool. Kaelin will quick draw his masterwork. Uh, no, he will quick draw Gatekeeper. Yep. And then drop it at Kesting Garrus's feet. Yep. Which is a two free actions. Yep. Um, best take good care of it. And um, and don't get too close. These things are nasty. Um, and then he will turn, quick draw the greatsword. Um, so I am drawing weapons in front of these things, so I believe I provoke from this guy. Uh, no, you don't yep. provoke when you draw oh, weapons. That's sweet. Cool. You provoke when you manipulate objects, which is different. Cool. So I quick draw the greatsword, and then I hit this one. And seeing I'm just standing there, I full attack this one. Yep. And uh, that is totally hilarious, and Michaela has no reason not to do it. Uh, she will end her turn by quick drawing a heavy steel shield. Ah, uh, yep. And dropping it at Keston Garrus's feet? No, actually, she doesn't want to drop it. She wants him to take it. Cool, okay, so she's holding two shields. Yes. <laughs> That's very It convenient. provides her no benefit, but she has a backup shield in case she loses her tower shield. Yep. I have a tower shield in my bag, but um, it, it's in my bag, yep. so... Alright. Um, so then I will um, hit this, try and hit this thing. Yep. So this is my golem bane sword. I don't know if they're golems. You will find out in a moment when you. Get there. Yep. Uh, I crit thread it. Yep. Are they critable? Doesn't matter. Ah, oh, yes, I can crit anything. Yay. Okay, I probably don't confirm the crit. However, that's either a twenty-three or a twenty-five if it's a golem. Either one of those will miss. Okay. Um, so you cut into this thing. And you do not hear the clinking of metal and the whirring of flesh. It, they, it looks like you are hitting stone rather than clockwork, but instead of it being some sort of golem, what you actually cut into as you push through is flesh. They're alive, it starts bleeding. Oh, okay. It's definitely not a clockwork creature. Alright, then it's just good old-fashioned adamantine greatsword. Yep. Four. Uh, mega 15 points of damage. And it gives off maybe the slightest little breath you can hear, sort of just like that. There's no wince of pain or shriek or anything. These things are quite silent. Yep. And then I try and hit it again. Yep. Uh, 21 will miss. Yep. I presume because the first one, um, the 23 missed. And 24. Uh, will miss as well. Oof. Quite the AC that they've got. Okay. And then it is them. Yep, I injure the, they injure us badly, I injure them slightly, and that's our round. Shunk. Shunk. Yeah, I don't like this. Uh, it's... What's your adamantine greatsword? Straight adamantine? Uh, it's a magic golem bane adamantine greatsword. Cool. So the golem bane does nothing. No, I figured. But the rest of it works fine. Uh... Cool. They step in to either side of you, and the mouths open, and you see fangs inside as well as flesh, and a smile on each of their faces as they 
suddenly it let loose this cacophony of attacks as it claws at you and claws at you, then lashes out and bites at you, then endeavours to stab you with its horns, and then the other one does the same. Yikes. What's the AC they're aiming for, your human AC now? Uh, 31. Cool. So, no, I'm going to need two. And all four attacks miss. Sweet. Good old Michaela. And... Twenty-eight. No, and all four other attacks miss. Sweet! Uh, however, the wound that has been dealt to you, the claws that have cut into your shoulder, continue to bleed sharply. Yep. Uh, and... Michaela's has stopped bleeding when because she's healed she herself. herself. You take five more points of damage. Yep. As blood just starts leaking out from these razor sharp cuts. Yep. And that is both of them. Yep. They look perhaps slightly more warily at you, unable to penetrate your armor. Yeah, well, I'm certainly not going to say something cocky. That's a worrying number of attacks, and I didn't hurt them very badly. I mean, it's it's still all them, them as far as um, the amount of damage they've dealt me. Keston sees this happening. Uh, we'll reach out, take the shield from Michaela. Good. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's a worthwhile precaution, anyway. I presume the kid's just sitting back there, keeping well to the well to the back. He looks uh, very startled at the start of this. Basically, spends the round kind of blinking in surprise, and unlike Keston, doesn't reach for a weapon, doesn't leap up. Well, he does in fact push the table away and leap up away from it, but doesn't make any motion to rush into the battlefield. He looks quite startled and wary. Sensible. Um, Alright, so Keston will take the shield. Uh, He will not take the sword, because then he will provoke from the thing. Which he is less than keen to do, so. Ah, yes. Because he has to bend down and pick it up off the ground. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, so you need to two-hand your weapons. Yes. Does not. Uh, so he will instead step around to here, um, where he steps very defensively behind the shield and shouts at the thing, Avant! Have at thee! And bangs on the shield loudly and whacks at it with the shield, but mostly is just endeavouring to make noise and harry it rather than actually accomplish anything. He drops into the most defensive stance he can. And then makes an aid another attack on it. Cool. Uh, which he will still succeed on, even with the penalties. So have a plus two to hit. Sweet. That's that's his contribution to the world. Oh, I feel very uh, I feel very well at that. Does he qualify as flanking it? Yes, he is flanking it. That's Sweet. The, that's the point of him standing there. Yeah. Um, and he's also aiding you because he yeah, might just well, which is which is fantastic because I need pluses. All right, what does Michaela want to do with her life? Uh-huh. Michaela, having just watched you miss it with your copious flailing, um, five foot steps but does not um, otherwise 
provoke from them by moving further around. Yep. That option does not delight her. Um, so this is the one I attacked, incidentally, because I didn't really specify that. Ah, right. Uh, no, I yeah. should, sorry, um, I can have attacked whichever one you wrote down, because I didn't specify. Uh, no, it doesn't matter. She wants to go around that one so she can flank it with you. Yeah, yeah. So she can sneak attack it. Yeah. So she doesn't she doesn't want to come and get the one you're hitting because then she won't be able to sneak attack. No, no, it makes good sense. Unless you move for a flank, I suppose. Well, I can I can flank both of these. She will step around it cautiously, watching it, and then looks like she's going to step further. At the moment, she distracts it with her eyes, takes ten on a concentration check, and casts Shield of Faith on you. Cool. Uh, so that is a plus four deflection modifier. Cool. Does that improve your life substantively? It does improve my life substantively. My AC goes up to 35. Remember, you don't get all of it if you've already got a deflection modifier. I know, I do not have a deflection modifier. I've got five points of natural armor instead. Fair. Cool. She has Shield seen of Faith is a big part of my life. She's so seen I... what these things are doing is hauling off with a big pile of attacks, so she casts Shield of Faith. You can always count on Michaela for an AC buff. That's excellent, because these things do a lot of attacks, and I feel like they might have rolled badly that turn, and they really, really hurt when they hit you. Then it is you. Cool. Alright, I'm gonna... So, Kirsten's... Um, I get the flanking bonus on all three of my attacks. Do I get the aid another check on all three of my attacks, or just the first one? Oh, good question. Uh, I want to say it's just the first one. Makes yeah. good sense. Um, I'm just going to roll my first attack anyway, because we're uh, sure I get the plus four for that. Regardless, when your round starts, you take five bleed damage. Another five bleed damage? You're taking it every round. You right. You've taken it in your round last no, time. No, right, that's I what I was... I gave it to you in theirs. That's what, that's what I was confused by. Yep, I take five bleed damage. Cool, go, go to. Cool, um, 42. Yes, that effortlessly hits it. Uh, plus two on your next attack roll. Cool, so I've used the eight another. Yep. Um, so um, that's 19 points of adamantine greatsword damage. Cool. This fellow. And then I attack him again. Yep. Uh, that's not so good. Uh, and even with Kirsten's flank, I miss on that one. Yep. And... 21. Um, and that's a last of 23, so I miss on the second two. Yep. Right, so... Yeah, they're, um, they're pretty difficult to hit, and I only roll well on the first one, which is, of course, the one where I've got the best buff. Is them. Yep. And they will reach out and do it to obliterate you again. Yep. Thirty-five. That was miss, miss. Uh, Good old Michaela. That one you think would be a hit. Uh, yes, that is a thirty-five. Yep. So that one hits. And less than thirty-five. So, gunk, 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 gunk. Uh, the jaws latch onto you. Yep. And the moment you are off guard and looking at the thing behind you, 
it latches out to your throat and sneak attacks you, yeah. flanking you. Um, five, 15, 16, 17, 18, 22. Yep, it's not good, but I'm okay for the moment. Okay-ish for the moment. Points of damage. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah, 36 to hit. Yeah. 28 yep. points of damage. Right. That one is raking you again with the claws. You bleed some more from the various wounds, but no worse than you are already bleeding. Yep, so. Right. Yep, and Kalen looks absolutely horrible. Like he is. Uh, 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 like he um, could not take another one of those and remain conscious. Hooray! Uh, then it is back to Keston, who will do the same again with knobs on. Yep. Uh, in fact. the same again. Yep. Um, then we come to Michaela, um, who says to you something in Orkish, and she says, is it time for a fast exit? Uh, and, um... All they need is their hands. Um... And all they need is their hands and their willingness to go. Uh, and... Kaelin will say in Orkish, if you can get the kid, sure, I can't survive much more of this. Yeah. So, uh, word of recall, everyone must be touching her and an unwilling creature simply doesn't go. So yep. if Simon doesn't know who you are and decides not to go with you, then he stays yep. here. Yeah. Uh, which is not ideal. Yeah. So, a stage, as you will. Uh, probably happy there. Uh, uh, looks at her spells for a brief moment as she loads. Yep. If she's still got any healing, that would be very welcome. If she has a better idea, that's fine too. That's, that's a terrible idea. She's, she's looking at where the confusion targets more than one creature, and it does! It targets all creatures in a 15-foot burst uh, radius, yep. so she can confuse everyone. Yeah, yeah, she does not want to see what Kaelin would do confused. Yeah, it's, yeah. And then you killed Keston, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. come to rescue it. It wasn't ideal. Uh, that being the case, she will cast another cure serious on you and then move for the flank. Sweet. 
28 points of damage back again. That's tremendous. That um, takes me back up to what I was before that last hit, which is considerably less horrible, and I stop for the moment I stop bleeding. Yep. And that is her. Yep. So now it is Kaelin. Yes. Who will continue attempting to bring this one down. Yep. Of course, and this is something he really should have factored in into rounds earlier. He does have cleave and great cleave. Of course, and so yeah, as he remembers that, he cleaves into the other one first, still finishing his previous round, then proceeds with this round. Very generous. Okay, and um, twenty-eight. Actually, I can probably works out pretty 20. easily because I've got the hits in front of me. Yeah. So you've made two successful hits on it, which would be your cleaves anyway. So, sorry, you were saying? Uh, 27, 28? Uh, uh, 26 to hit it from the previous round. Uh, you will miss it, because Michaela is not there flanking it. Yeah, I, I factored that. I, I didn't add the flanking bonus. Correct. Yep, cool. Alright. Second, second round. Yep. She is still not flanking it. Uh, 28. That one hits. Cool. So I deal it uh, 16 points of greatsword damage. Cool. Third round, you are yeah, making And now attacking. Cool. So I'm now again attacking this one, and then I will attempt to cleave that one, which yep. of course I only get to do that on my first attack. Yep. Okay. Uh, what, your first successful attack? Yeah, first successful attack, so 26. Um, so 30 to hit this fellow. Yep. Uh, 20 damage. Yep. He is starting to bleed. Cold, grey-looking blood. So he's starting to get relatively badly hurt? He's starting to look beaten up. He looks bloodied. Excellent. Alright, and then I will endeavour to cleave this fellow. Yep. Uh, 35. Ah, yes, hits with these. Yep. And um, nearly max damage again, which is great. Uh, 20 um, cool. damage to that fellow. Yep. Cool. And then um, endeavour to hit this guy. My second attack. Oh, crit threat. Yep. Uh, to confirm. Uh, 23, I will fail to confirm. Yes, it will. Yep, so I just hit him uh, for 18 points of damage. Uh, he also looks bloody. Uh, it's the the one that was badly hurt, because this is my second attack. Right. I already did the cleave damage on the... Cool. Sorry. He looks more bloody. Cool. And then, um, oh, that was a good time to roll well. Uh, 30. Yep, hits. Cool. Uh, very poor damage, however. Uh, 12 points of damage to him. It is starting to stagger. Sweet. Alas, didn't bring it down, but thanks to Michaela, I may be able to survive one more round of this. And, um, didn't, and, um, then hopefully I can bring one of them down, which would be a tremendous help. Okay. Alright, and then it is them. Yep. And... Yes, I could try and talk Simon Russ coming up to into trusting us, but um, 
I don't think that's a free action. I think that's... No, because you will need to actively make some sort of diplomacy. Intimidate would work as well. Come with me if you want to live. Yeah, and it's also, um, like, given that these things are intelligent and may well be able to understand us, saying, come over here and grab Michaela's hand and we'll teleport out of here is probably a strategy that they'd be inclined to thwart if they know what it is. It's not like I can tell you. Yeah, I mean, you've, you've no idea if they can hear you. They, they can obviously comprehend what's happening. Yeah, but they they seem intelligent if they speak Taldane. I can't really tell him the plan in Orcish. And this one that you have wounded bleeds silently out of its of the side of its horned head and then looks up looks at you slightly sideways wearily and opens its mouth and in a big deep sort of earthen booming voice it booms it booms out. Erovati! Erovati! Gods! Gods! The prisoners are escaping! Kaelin swears, Norkish. And the other one takes up a similar yell. Yeah. Not identically. This clearly isn't an alarm system per se. It's yeah. just two thinking things deciding, right... You know, we're not taking these guys out. Yeah. We're not necessarily taking these guys out. Or they continue to fly. Yeah. Uh, nothing, 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 nothing. Um, that is a 34, which goes to a 36 with the flank. Uh, 20 damage. Damage, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and four misses for the other one. Sweet. It's, like, it's not amazing at hitting, but it's certainly good enough. And yeah. it's just throwing so many claws and horns and this furious whirr of yeah. stabbing I'd, and I'd be, uh, If Michaela hadn't just shield of faith on me, I'd be dead right now. And because you were hit, you begin bleeding again. Yeah, yeah, I'm aware, but... um. I now have enough hit points that I can, if I can avoid being hit again, I can survive a round or two of bleeding. Alright, then is Keston, who um, looks at the thing. Ha! You're in for it now, Carrion! <laughs> You're in for it now, Carrion! Uh, and then, you know, thinks the better of what he's saying and chokes off his Kaelin Thorn on yeah. the off chance these things... Because they, they clearly don't start shouting Cable in his head, yeah. so they obviously don't recognise you all that well. Yeah. This half-orc has never been defeated in battle! <laughs> I, on the other hand, have losses to redeem, and will, seeing it's wounded, will actively try and bash it with the shield at this point. Sweet. Uh, and it just clangs off yeah. harmlessly. It's fine. With its, its shockingly stone-like skin. Yep. Uh, and then it is Michaela. Who will draw her longsword out very rapidly, steps around, um, says again in, in Orkish, the game is up. The game is up now, I think. We're going to have to be quick on it. And she will attack this thing. Yep. She will hit with her first hit. And miss with her second. 
thrilled she's hit with one of them. And she can see that it is capable of being harmed. Yep. Uh, ironically, she does not get her precise hunter bonus here because it is not a construct. Yeah. Yes, but she can sneak attack it, and her yes. sneak attack is a bitch. And she looks a little surprised as her long sword seems to glance off it slightly. Like she's really got a push to penetrate through it. Uh, It's got some sort of strong DR that she is not penetrating. Yep. Uh, Nonetheless, it takes some damage. Her longsword, however, um, you well know this from travelling with her, is nothing remarkable in any way. It's yeah. really a masterwork weapon. Yeah, because she spent all her money on her AC. Yeah, and the longsword is not something she uses a lot. She yeah. mostly inflicts wounds on things. Yeah. Um, and But here, she's in a flank, she's in as good a position as she's going to get, and frankly, she's running um, out of spells. Yeah. So that is that. Yep. And now it is Caitlin. Uh, yes, yes, indeed it is. So, who takes five points of bleed damage? Yep. The one in front of you looked reasonably badly wounded. Yep. The other one is moderately wounded. Cool. So I'm going to trick, try and pick off the one that's badly wounded. Yep. So I take a shot at it. Uh, 36. Bonk. Yep. Uh, and I deal it 18 points of damage. And it explodes. Sweet. You cut into it and slash heavily with the adamantine greatsword, pushing down through stone-like skin, and it goes from the deep below. Fades into silence and slumps to the ground, where it just stops moving again completely. And if it wasn't for the grey blood slowly oozing out of it, it would look like a statue falling to the ground. Mm-hmm. No. Caelan will say to Michaela in Orkish, uh, try and pick this one off. Then we go. Now is good. And um, he will make his cleave attempt on this fellow. Uh, which is less, probably not going to do it. Uh, tw- 25. Oh, might. Uh, it does not. Okay. Is that counting your flank? It is counting my flank. It does not. Yeah. Uh, it was a 5 on the dice. Um, and then I use the remainder of my full attack to cut into this fella. Yep. And I was really hoping to roll better than that. Um, that's a uh, twenty-three on uh, twenty-five on that one, so that's another miss. And then, oh, that's more like it. Uh, twenty-eight on the last one. Whack. Yep. Cool. And that's. Uh-huh. 16 points of damage. 16, 18. Cool. How's it looking? Uh, moderately injured. Yeah. Yeah, I want to start organising people, but I can't do that in full attack, so I'm respecting that as a um, limitation. Uh, it continues to bellow, but doesn't have any, doesn't show any signs of bolting or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, you can actually make me a sense motive check here. Oh, look. 
Cool, I rolled really well as well. That's 28. Okay, so you see, again, it glances very briefly to the doorway, you know, looks at its chances of getting out of here, assesses that, well, they're not great, they're probably better than standing toe-to-toe with you guys, and decides to keep fighting anyway. It's not coming out of suicidal impulse, it's coming out of loyalty. Your own guards would probably do the same thing to try and slow attackers in the hopes that it would buy Kaelin some advantage. Yeah. Um, and again, you're seeing that sort of that the people that Arvidi has loyal to him are fierce loyal to him. Yeah. And you've no idea how, how, when, or why he recruited these bloody things, but um, they are going to fight to the death. Yep. Or victory, whatever comes first. Alright. Uh, then it is Keston uh, who will He's not going to get in there and do anything. He could pick up my sword. <laughs> he could. Uh, he doesn't have to. It's just a potential option. Yeah, I suppose it's more useful than... Because um, he doesn't want to come in and engage the thing and get clawed to shit. Yeah. If he's not actually providing a flank or an aid or anything. Yeah. <laughs> Step forward. Uh, pick up the sword. And then he is out of actions. Yep, that's fine, but he's gathered up my sword, which is a great effort. Yep. Yeah. And Michaela will say something out of out of the corner of her mouth that starts with Simon Rusk and then goes off into Elven, which I'm not entirely sure you speak. Uh I do not speak Elven. But nonetheless you can have the subtitles here. Yep. Um she says Simon Rusk. I am told by I am told by your parents that you are a scholar. If so, then you may understand this tongue. It's time for us to leave as quickly as possible. Take my hand, trust me. And she will use her action to make a diplomacy check on him. Sweet. In Elven, which he does appear to understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she will succeed at that. He looks baffled, confused, then sort of looks around at the room and like, this is not very hard. Yeah. You know, he's looking at it going, well, like, I don't know who you are, per se, but you're better than my other alternatives. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he will just immediately pretty much abandons everything and comes over to here. Yep. Uh, and the other thing you will um, pick up from your sense motive check is that these things make no... These these creatures make no efforts at even really eyeing up Keston or Simon. Neither of them have been stunningly effective in damaging them. But they've obviously got orders to not harm the, the prisoners. The prisoners make sense. If, if possible, presumably. Yeah. Uh, you have no idea what Erevini would, would order. You know, if you catch them trying to escape, kill them might yeah. be a perfectly valid option. But they haven't actively turned on either Simon or Keston, despite them offering the most tempting and easy targets. Yeah. And that is Michaela, and then it is you. Cool. Um, so I'm going to um, say and tell Dane, Keston, get close to Michaela. I am going to um, five foot to here. Yep. So I'm with it. Actually, no, I'm going to um, full attack, then five foot to here. Cool. So, 
because I don't have to make a diplomacy check with it. Um, in fact, I'm going to say, Kirsten, get by Michaela and hang on to my sword, because <laughs> I really don't want I'm glad he's picked up Gatekeeper. He's not to leave that behind. <laughs> yeah, that, that particular one might be a problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm not kidding. All right, and well, I will flip it, so, uh, 29. Whack. Yep. Oh, and I'll take five points of damage, which is not at all irrelevant given how badly hurt I currently am. Yep. And deal it 20 damage. It looks injured, but not bound. Yep. I will hit it again uh, for 23. Miss. At which point... Sorry, 25, which will miss. And I am going to spend a fate point on that. I don't have anything particularly good, so I will use... The cricket from her. Sure. And that. Ah, that's and I crit thread it. And may even confirm this time. Uh, Thirty to confirm. Absolutely. Cool. And it is a nice straightforward crit. <laughs> Good times for Twenty-six points of damage. Uh, down it goes. Sweet. And then, um, I five foot step to next to Michaela. Cool. And can people make me a listen check? Michaela <laughs> gets a six. Okay, so there are sounds coming from in the palace. You know, stuff is reacting to the noise that is happening here, but given the twists and turns of the architecture, you can't possibly tell if these things are ten feet outside the door, or twenty corridors away, or if you're attracting dozens of guards, or just the one random thing. Yeah. Um, Cool, and that is that. Uh... We will, I think, stay in initiative just for the moment. Yep. Uh, Keston comes and stands by Michaela, holding onto my sword. Yep. Lad. Uh, and Michaela switches back to Teldane and says, "Everyone, hold on. We're going to be stepping out of here in quite a hurry." Tat- everyone, grab me. We're going to be stepping out of here in quite a hurry, and she will cast, pull out a scroll, shunk, as a move action. And cast word of a call. And Time to find out if Irvini is teleport locked the dungeons. Yep. Time to find out indeed. And the palace seems to whirl out of existence for the briefest moment, and then with a thud, you are right back where you started. Correct. Yep. And she <coughs> curses slightly. Some part of this room is warded against tele- this room is warded against teleportation and probably other methods. All right, it's the hard way then. Okay, so what's your plan here? Um. Kaelin will grab the um, golem hat. So I think 
um, you know, we probably put them down. Yeah. Kaelin will grab his, but not attempt to redon it at this point. Um, you said that there were windows that had been boarded up or something? Um, they have been built over quite well, not hastily. Like, they're not going to hold up to a serious assault with an adamantine greatsword. They're certainly going to hold up to, like, Keston and Simon beating on them with chairs. Cool. I hit over here. But among other things, the wall is not going to hold up well to a substantial yeah. assault. And cut a hole in the wall. Okay. So, uh, as you are doing this, um, given there is nothing else that Simon can be doing here, um, he actually bends down and doesn't make any real secret of the fact that he's doing this. He's not trying to hide it from you. Starts picking at the creatures. Yeah. And, like, looks over them and, you know, quietly takes a ring off one and a ring off the other one. Yeah. Um, and you start hoping into the wall. So, you hit the wall with ease, of course. Um, and you can indeed full-out power attack it, because why wouldn't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you need to give me damage. Cool. Alright, so my maximum power attack is my base attack bonus. Double. Okay, so my base attack bonus is 13. Yeah, so you deal 26 points of damage plus whatever you end up rolling. Cool, so... Um, which ignores the hardness of it. That's, um... Forty. Smash into the wall. Uh, that is That you don't think would be enough to actually get through the wall, but it's enough to get through the piece of window that has been rebuilt. Cool. And you basically slash a big rent down it, slash another big rent out of it, and then more or less just punch it out. Yeah. And there's a of plaster and stone and brick and things collapsing into what is a courtyard garden below here. Sweet. Um, and we... At that point you are probably fast enough that we can at least stop measuring it round by round at initiative. Sweet. Um, what's your follow-on plan? Um, we redon our. We get out of this room. Yep. Redon our golem disguises and hide our weapons. Um, get Kirsten and Garrett. Uh, get Kirsten and Simon to um, tuck in behind us, and the golems start uh, endeavouring to find a way out of here because. Um, while human guards might well say, what are those two prisoners doing with a, bu- with a couple of golems? You know, as long as we're not trying to get into secret entrances, golems may just let us walk right out if we get far enough from the pursuit, which is obviously so, coming this way. The, the garden is set down so that you're looking down into it, but you're talking like five feet here. Yeah. So, basically, the palace is at flat level, the courtyard garden is actively being dug into the dirt, below dirt level. Yeah. To lower it effectively. Yeah. But, you know, everyone here just kind of jumps down. You know, the only one who isn't sufficiently manly to do it is Simon, who you can easily escort five feet down. Yeah. Without seriously injuring him. Um, As well as we're out of round by round, I'll actually say, um, hey Simon, my name's Kellen Thorne. It's nice to meet you. Your parents asked me to rescue you. Hopefully that's going to work out okay. Oh, uh, takes his little glasses off him. Rubs them slightly. Uh, he says, "Oh, you're you're Keston's father. Uh, sorry, uh, you're, you're you're Keston's king." Oh. And he nods at this. He obviously knows who 
you know, Keston's clearly filled him in. Yeah. He's obviously had several conversations. And you said his father asked you to rescue him? I said his parents asked me to rescue him. Because they both separately asked yes. me to rescue him. Yes. And he looks quite startled. And he says, my parents, yes. Uh, if I go... And then sort of bites his lower lip slightly. Uh, King Aravetti said if I go with you, if I go with if I try to escape, they'll be killed. Are they with you? You're, um, da- Marlin's camp with the river raises up in my, um, nor- one of my northern forests. Aravetti thinks they're all dead. Um, your mother's camped out in the wilderness, ways is north of here. He doesn't know where she is. As you're, you're the last, ho- you're the last hostage. I get you out, and they can fight. He takes this in, thinks very quickly, then nods. All right, understood. Let's go. All right, and you have jumped out at a nice bit where you are. In the courtyard, um, actually moderately close to uh, one moment, sorry, the thing that looks like the courtyard in the map isn't actually the courtyard. Something else again, yeah, just to make life confusing. Okay, so the courtyard is meticulously maintained and beautiful. Um, and again, when you take a moment to take it in, it's it's actually creepily meticulously maintained. All the flowers are at the same height, or all of them. Hmm. You know, the ones that are too tall or too short have been removed, hmm. sent moved elsewhere, or something. And there are indeed another couple of things that look similar, similar but not entirely the same as those housekeeping units out here gardening, which just completely ignore you. Yeah. Beyond moving slightly out of the way. Just wonderful. Oh yes, and um, what actually happened in there was that Kalen took another five points of damage, and in the round after he cut a hole in the wall, he drank a potion. Yep. Because um, he was about to bleed to death. That's fair. Um. So, uh, perhaps Michaela, perhaps you would like some more healing so Michaela can do something useful. Yep, sounds nice. Uh, 18 points. Cool. So that stops Kaelin bleeding to death, and then his potion of cure serious helps. Yeah, she considers that worth doing. Yep. Alright, so cure serious is 3d8 plus something. Um, seven. Uh, and she has used her word of recall. Yep. Um, Alright, Kellen's got 42 hit points, which is better than none. Alright, 
what's your plan from here? So we're in the garden? Yep, you are in the garden. Alright, um, we want to, um, our first goal is to move, is to go a bit further away from that room. Yep. Um, but we're endeavouring to thread a path through the palace that leads us back out towards the service entrance we came in by. Sure. Give me an architecture and engineering check. You could also theoretically use survival for this. But oh, architecture and engineering is vastly superior, yes. Uh, 20. Yeah, so you're sort of looking at it going, okay, this this palace courtyard seems moderately central from what I can see in here, which would put the room, the main reception room about there. Ah, cool. You were looking at the back side of one of the eight or so doors that you didn't go through. Sweet. Because there is a direct walk from hither to thither. Sweet. Um, and... People can give me another listen check. Fourteen. Uh, Michaela will. You hear noises coming from what you'd guess are back into this room, back out into the corridor, basically coming into this quarters area where yep. all the various bed chambers and that sort of thing are. Um, you hear some flat voices talking. They don't sound... It doesn't sound mechanical to you. Uh, Michaela, however, pales a little. She says, I I hear, I hear a voice we know. Uh, it is not Erevetti's. It is Koth's. Ah, uh, yep. Millimore Koth. And you hear... Michaela hears from there. The prisoners... Thorns work, no doubt. Find them. Find them. Search everywhere. Lock everything down. Set off the palace. And Thor and Villamore Cough begins moving, presumably, towards the room. Yeah. Uh, and I think we need to go with haste at this point and start rummaging around in her pack. Uh, and because she has her lovely handy handy haversack um, sticks her hand in it and says invisibility <laughs> and starts pulling things out Kayla is copiously over prepared for these things oh what a good idea says Kayla and digs in his bag and retrieves two potions of invisibility yep uh, Michaela also has two potions of invisibility and two scrolls of it sweet alright well um, I'm going to give one of mine each to Keston and Simon uh, yeah, who follows what's going on immediately yeah. and caught glug, 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 glug. Yeah. Okay, let's just, we'll only have a few minutes. We'll need to be very quick and very quiet. Quiet's not exactly my strong suit, but I feel motivated. And swiftly away goes the tower shield. Yeah. Um, and that is pretty much world supplies. Mass invisibility might be one to invest in at some point. Uh, okay, a little more cough. Can he see you if you are invisible? What a great question. Yeah. Our goal would be to be out of here before he gets the opportunity to see us. Question of how far we can go. Well, you're at this point having to stop for 
at least a round, yeah, yeah. two rounds to pull all the stuff out and drink it and interface with it. Yeah. Are you happy with what I'm doing with sort of the vague? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, um, I think I, I think you're doing fine, sweetie. Cool. Uh, is back here. Yeah. Okay. So you start moving towards this door. Yeah. Um. And you see behind you as you reach the door, Koth himself comes to the window where you can see the obviously sort of shattered remnants where you've punched your way out. And you see this big juggernaut, clockwork juggernaut looking man poke his head out. And this is like... He turns his head and surveils the courtyard and sees nothing in it whatsoever Sweet. and then sticks his head back inside. Yep. We wait to open the door until he's gone because, of course, he'd be able to see the door opening. Yep. Uh, the door is, as was the previous ones, locked. Yep. But you've kind of abandoned all subtlety at this yep, point, yep. so you just pull out an adamantine great sort of wall up the door. Yeah, I, um, I wall up the lock as a slightly less visible option. Um, and then we go yeah. through the door. This does not breach your invisibility because you're not attacking people. Yep. So bye bye door. Yep. Um, at which point you walk back out and moving very rapidly, um, head for the front gates. Yes. Leader, melt back into the city. Yes. Okay. So uh, you have enough time to do this without needing to run. Uh, you are, however, going to still have to make a stealth check or a move silently rather at a plus twenty bonus. Yep. Because the guards are theoretically capable of perceiving you. Yep. Kayla will put her tower shield away and just rely on her incredible, incredible, horrible penalties. Yep. Kayla has um, boots that counteract his horrible penalties. Uh, however, that that's kind of the point of the plus twenty. Thirty-seven for Kayla. Wow. Nice. I rolled a fifteen. I have a plus two. Okay. Plus 20 is a good number. So Keston hunkers down and ducks and moves quietly. You can sort of vaguely hear his footfalls. There is no evidence of any kind that um, Simon isn't... that Simon is actually still with you. Yeah. And indeed, when you glance round, because they are all separate invisibility spells, uh, as opposed to being cast by the same caster, because they're all off scrolls and potions, you can't see him. Yeah. I'm going to assume... And you actually he's... don't know whether he's there or not. If he is, he's dead fucking silent. Yeah, but I do know who he's raised by, so I choose to believe that he's still with us. Plus, frankly, if he isn't, such is life at this point. It's fair. <laughs> Kaelin would prefer not to die here. Uh, Michaela, however, there's the clank and the clunk and the clink of her armor as she gets a meager 18 with a plus 20 bonus. Oof. Uh, uh, did she roll particularly poorly? I could spend a... She rolled a six. It wasn't amazing. Yeah, I'm going to spend a thing on giving her a chance to re-roll that. Uh, yes, she is going to either need to or you're going to have to engage with the guards in some fashion. Which I really don't want to. Um, I will throw the... She gave me one, I will give her one, I will throw the Rakshasa into the piece. Um... Uh, that better? At which point there's this 
there's the slight thought echoing inside her head as we sort of pan the camera across invisible outline Michaela. She sighs and thinks to herself in her head, well, at least she can't see me doing this, and ducks low to the ground like a wolf, like Brimwood, and begins to creep quietly along. Yeah. Her and Brenna, you know, on good terms, you know, but they're not friends, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And she re-rolls, gets a substantively higher number, and moves to, like, 28. Yes. At which point you slip past the clockwork guards, um, who do not react to your presence in any way. They they turn and scan like they are looking and listening to things. They do not hear you, so out you go. Cool. We find a quiet alleyway where we can re-emerge from um, stealth without people seeing us. Yep, easily done. And then we undisguise ourselves as golems. Then we redisguise... Michaela and I redisguise ourselves as merchants. Yeah. At which point we subsequently... Then we disguise Kirsten Garrison and Simon as people who aren't Kirsten Garrison and Simon. Yeah, you've you've got a pretty good idea how this goes um, based on being a king... In theory, Irvidi could lock down the entire city over this. In practice, it's a lot harder than you'd think. Um, you've got at least, like, an hour here completely unmolested. And then probably a, probably about a three-hour window before he can lock the whole city down. Yeah. Pytax might be more efficient than you with that, but they clearly don't have instantaneous long-term communications between the golems and things. Yep. So we're going to redisguise ourselves in our cover identities... Um, disguise Keston and Simon to the extent that Michaela can, which I'm thinking is probably quite good. Go back to the inn where we got our stuff, gather up our stuff and leave the city like honest citizens who just happen to have concluded their business. Uh, all things considered... Uh, Simon will say. Simon will speak very quietly and quickly to you. And do 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 you have an exit strategy? It's always important to have an exit strategy. Uh, oh, we're um disgu- we've been disguising ourselves as merchants. Um, the plan is to um get back into those disguises um and leave the city leave the city as honest citizens and head north. There were preparations made for this event. There is a scroll I can lay my hands upon that will enable us to teleport out of here, presuming I can get it to work. Well, if you can get if you can get it, Michael, I think Michaela can probably get it to work. Uh, we we need to hit. Uh, no, she can't. In fact, ah, um, she. I thought she could cast arcane in spells. Uh, she now there's some like with this. She cannot cast. Arcane spells. She has the magic domain. You you know this now. You yeah. didn't know this previously, which enables her to cast as if she is a wizard of half of her cleric level. Oh right. So she's, so not, she's high not high enough level to cast. <coughs> I don't know what that means with regards to scrolls, though. I'm sure it means something. Because uh, she's also does she have used magic device or is that someone else? No, no one here has used magic device. Right. Uh, she doesn't need to be because she can cast most wizard and cleric spells anyway. Makes sense. Uh, for the purpose of using a scroll, if you're also a wizard, right? Uh, so she is a wizard of insufficient level, 
and insufficient intelligence. So she can have a go. Yeah, yeah, but um, Simon may be a better bet at that point. Yeah. So he will take you to a slightly murkier, slightly more disused area of the city where he basically just heads down an alley, looks at the bricks and the walls, counts them with his finger, uh, and then says... Sort of looks around and realizes he doesn't have like a dagger or tools or anything of any kind, and looks at you. Uh, if you would, there, but gently, that brick. And um, Kaelin will probably use his hand. Yeah, he's just <laughs> kind of partially yanking yeah. the brick out of the wall. No real problem. Uh, and he pulls out a cloth bag, yay big, um, which when he opens it seems to have several pieces of paper in it and maybe two hundred odd gold pieces. So wait. Um, and he will indeed find a scroll in it, and then he looks to at his DMG to see what he can do with it, what the hell he can do with it. Cool. Well, I pretty much guarantee Kalen can't do jack with it, so... Uh, he might have a problem here, actually. Where does Simon know... Sorry? Uh, no, this is teleport. Ah. So it's just go somewhere. Right. I thought it had to be a place that you were familiar with. Uh, yes, yes, but he's not recalling to a specific place. No, he's no. getting out of the city. Yeah, yeah. Um, as to where he knows, keep in mind he's been the son of a wandering um, bandit army that have yeah. been operating in this area. Yeah, right. So he There knows. are probably plenty of places in the woods yeah, around sweet. here that he knows of. Uh, the question is, can he bring everyone of this... Uh, so, was it level five? One. Uh, as long as you are prepared to abandon your horses, he can do this. But um, as you are probably not, no, not not Winchester, no. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that being the case, we'll back up slightly. Um, he says that he's got basically a cache in the city where he can get it some emergency money and a scroll of teleportation, which will move up to four people out of here, um, which is sufficient for what you've got, but not sufficient for your horses and gear and things. Yeah, and I'm not prepared to abandon Windchaser. Cool. Um, however, I do wonder if it's worth Simon Keston using the scroll. Mm, possibly not. They're not particularly desperate to abandon you guys. Yeah. I think we'll get the scroll anyway. Yeah. Because then that's an emergency exit strategy for if something goes particularly south, Simon yeah. can get him. Then I'll, And I'll tell Simon at this point where his mother is in the woods, on the basis that if he has to get himself out yeah. because things are going south, he has to use the teleport scroll, um, take test him with him if he can, and book to that. Uh, and then go find her. He listens to you in his eyes roll very slightly. Uh, yes, yes, the, the woods. The woods. Uh, you describe, you know, in this sort of area by this room, by this pine tree, he's like, no, no woodcraft of any kind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and... And then we'll rely on Michaela's disguise check to get us out of the sea. Indeed you shall. Uh, her hampered disguise check now, because she cannot cast disguise cells on everyone in his insufficient veils uh, yes. and things. 
Michaela's hampered is not most people's hampered. No, that's what I thought. Hmm? Uh, she just disguised us as golems, and it fooled golems. Uh, that is a meager 34. Yep. Which does pass muster. Yes. Uh, you exit the city ahead of any serious lockdown or resistance being organized to yep. find you. Yes, because I did have a plan B for if the word of re- the word of recall would be damn convenient if it worked, but I did have a plan B, and fortunately we were able to get. It would have been a better plan B if um, those damn things hadn't started yelling for a revetti. Yeah. <laughs> but um, we still pulled it off. I'm sorry, your opponents are intelligent. Well, it's a perfect logical thing for them to do. It was just. Um, you know, I didn't realise he'd have defences inside the... Gu- I mean, we did a perfectly sound job of eliminating the guards before they could yell for help. We just yep. didn't realise those things were in there. Yep. Like he's sneaky. Yep. But not quite sneaky enough. And you are out of Pytax. Yes. Well, you are out of Pytaxia. Yeah, yeah. Pytaxia is the bit of Pytax of which my principal concern is race. It's fair. And seeing we're not teleporting out, we will actually go up and find Alora. Um, you know, as we as we make it out of Phytaxia and head into the woods, it's uh, so good to see you, Kirsten. It's been a while. You yeah. <laughs> you all right? Yeah. And um, Kellen will dig out a backup weapon and take Gatekeeper back. Yeah. And he can just keep Michaela's spear shield. Yeah. And Kirsten, once you are out and well away, Kirsten will spend a few minutes borrowing bits and pieces from people and basically yeah. cobbling himself together a shield, a sword, and a. Um, Michaela's backup, backup suit of armor. Yeah, well, he can have my studded leather armor that I sleep in if he likes. Uh, yeah. Um, Michaela's backup suit of armor is better, isn't it? Michaela has has a has a chain shirt yeah. that she uses, which is slightly better back, yeah. light armor for sleeping, uh, and a backup set of full plates. Of course, does. Like it's just kind of off the rack full plate. Yeah, but um. It's it's not like hyper magical amazing shit, but Kirsten's got fighter levels, yes, doesn't yes, he? Yes, he does. He, so is he, a, he is a heavily armored shield, shield and sword fighter by his. Um... Sweet, all right. And then um, he's probably better off with Michaela's backup weapon because um, my backup weapons are um, like a lance and a um, long. I've got a spear yeah. longbow. Yeah, Michaela has the handy haversack that contains all the things she needs in a hurry, and yeah. the bag of holding that contains all the things that she doesn't need in a hurry. Like yeah, the second set of full play. Yeah, and, and um, I'll also um, check out if Simon would like some kind of weapon, like possibly the longbow. Um, or uh, um, he sort of looks. At, oh, uh, yes, I, I suppose that would be rather wise to have uh, a weapon of some kind. Yes. I sense he does not have weapon proficiency. No, well, not with longbows, certainly. Yeah, yeah. He he looks. Um, I I can give him a dagger as well, a silver dagger as well. That one, he does look like he knows which end goes in the other guy. Yeah. Uh, be it um, nothing about Simon says to you, incredible martial character. Yeah. Uh, Kirsten says, well, huh. it's damn good to see you again, Caleb. Manly arm class. Man, manly arm class. Likewise. He says, no, I'm, I'm quite fine. Uh, as you saw very briefly, in quite good accommodations, really, all things considered. 
the only thing lacking was, well, the freedom. <laughs> oh, I... Alright. Tell you what, you bring me up to date on the war. I do hope the war is still going on and you don't represent the last desperate effort. Uh, nay, nay, we're, um... There's going to be a pretty big invasion soon. Thought it would be, um, convenient if I could have one more general. And, uh, one more army, it'd be nice. Glancing at Simon. Hey, there's an invasion going that way, pointing towards Pythax. I, uh, oh, good. I, I don't... We, um, won a pretty big victory, um... We won a pretty big victory two months ago, although, um... A lot of good fellows got killed. Killed, unfortunately. But, um... We have a few more. We have a few more friends than you might expect. And yeah, Keston will start asking you the general update and what's happening with specific people and that yeah. sort of thing. Um, he, and he will tell you what has happened with him, which is unsurprisingly not all that much. Yeah, um, he has been captured, brought back here. Um, he has been placed in the same room with Simon, presumably for convenience's sake, like. You would think Irovidi has a brig or a dungeon or something, because yeah. you certainly do. Yeah. Um, but if, if so, Keston has never been there. He has been taken in and put in relative luxury, stripped of his weapons, armor, yeah. gear, all that kind of thing. Um, put in with Simon, presumably because it's easier to keep from all under guard in the same place. Has talked to Simon extensively and found out all that's going on with him, etc., etc. Um, he... Um, tells you that Iroveti has interrogated him. He says, honestly, I was rather expe- I was rather expecting torture of some kind, but it doesn't appear to be the Clockwork King's way. He came and offered me several deals, one after another every day. One after another every day. Uh, drink, he says, with a slight look of regret in his eyes. <laughs> yeah. uh, gold, woman. That sort of thing. Uh, each day he just continues to add one more offer to his price until eventually I think he hit whatever sort of assessment he was aiming to hit and told me, explained to me very calmly and logically the logistics and why he thought you would lose the war. Said that, said that since you were unlikely to, to succeed, the smarter thing would be to decide with my head instead of my heart. Change sides. He shrugs. Obviously, I didn't. I. He's a great one for the logical thing, is Irovetti. Yeah, he's. Irovetti has dealt with him in a very similar manner to the way he's dealt with you. Different yeah. things on offer, different wants, and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, what he wants out of Keston is less for Keston to come and lead his armies, which he kind of expressly doesn't want. Yeah. He's stupid on several levels. Um, and more, you know, tell me X, Y, and Z about Michaela. Yeah. Uh, Michaela will ask him a bunch of questions, effectively making a sense motive check by proxy, and can easily pick up that um, Irovetti has asked Keston a bunch of questions about, like, generally Stagthorn's capacities, its, yeah. war, its war capabilities, that sort of thing. But specifically, Bryn, Gatekeeper, first... first. Yeah. Where did they come from? You know, where did Kaelin acquire them? Yeah. What's the background there? Um, what sort of things would Kaelin take in exchange for them? Etc. 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 Nothing terribly surprising for you here, but yeah. it's in, it's all information. Yep. Uh, and 
Kisten has seen nobody in the past several months that isn't a bunch of random rotating clockwork guards on his door. Iravetti, cough, and Simon. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Um, which probably matches with the assessment you've already got that Iravetti doesn't, simply doesn't have more skilled interrogators that he could turn Keston over to or whatever. Yeah. Because, as you've seen, there ain't nobody in the palace. Yeah, it, it's just kind of there. Oh. Uh, yeah. Um, so he will tell you Iravetti questioned him extensively to start with, basically, you know, once every day for several long days in a row, then left it alone entirely. Recently, which would be, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago after his string of big defeats, Uribidi has come back in and questioned Kestin again and asked him similar things, but it still hasn't gone anymore. Yep. Uh, which... Um, is actually very slightly odd behaviour from Miravetti because he doesn't tend to go to the same well again, but he's yeah. come back and, uh, and given him the exact same offers again. Yeah. But that's what you get. Yep. Uh, and cool, cool. Yep, and we'll talk to Simon a bit about how long he's been here and that kind of thing. Yep. And he is a little more wary and guarded in talking to you than Keston is, certainly. Yeah. Um, but it isn't remotely capable of socially deceiving Michaela on pretty much any level. So between what Simon tells you and what yeah. she can pick up that he's lying about and that sort of thing, uh, basically, when the River Raisers have been captured, effectively... Um, uh, they they have harried Irovetti for quite some while until he has cracked down seriously on them. And in one of those crackdowns, Simon effectively got taken prisoner in a fight. Yeah. Um, he has been told, in what is obviously not true, that Irovetti has his father um, leading an army, which is true. Yeah. Uh, with Irovetti's own guard with him, which it isn't, isn't true. true. Um and that he has his mother imprisoned separately on Hemlock Island, which yep. isn't true in any level either. Yeah. But effectively, Simon's been tied with the same strings. Do yep. what I want or I'll kill your parents. Yeah. It's just Iravetti doesn't particularly want anything of him. Yeah. Alright, and you return to the Pytaxia River, thick with brambles, noisy crows everywhere, and... Head back for where you find Elora's camp, and you find it is not where you left it. Yep. Um, that clearing has been cleared out, but she comes out of hiding very rapidly as you approach. It's basically, she's packed up and moved like 400 meters that way. Yep. Just enough that there's some sort of warning. Yeah. And she comes sneaking out of the bushes. King Thornia. Simon. And he sort of looks... They, they both look warily at you for a moment, like they're sort of expecting some sort of hostage exchange yeah. thing to go here. Presumably you just... Yeah, and Kaelin Kael st stands back. And Simon runs to her and she embraces him and sort of pulls him round protectively behind him. 
You did it. You really I... did it. We got into a little bit of trouble on the way out. Uh, Blumen and Urvesi got uh, had these statue things hiding out in the bedroom. Shh. But um, we lost every but we lost everyone on the way out of Pythaxia. And you see her pull both her swords out, and rather than taking your word for it, she stops and scans the woods behind you very carefully and quietly, just listening for God knows what, and hears nothing that alarms her. She puts the sword, two swords, back away again. So. You're safe. You're safe. Simon's safe. Marlin's with you. Up north with the razors. What happens now? We all go north. You, um, you hook up with Marlin. You put Simon stays as where you want in the castle, maybe. Then you and the river racers come south again with quite a few other people. And this is Keston, he's one of my generals. <laughs> and Keston. Quite a lot of people. She nods at this. Give me twenty minutes to pack up pack up my camp and make sure there's no sign we were here. If there's and if there's no immediate pursuit and then we'll head out. I'm a ranger, I'm brushing away your tracks. And there's Sort of this slightly long-suffering conversation with them, where, you know, Simon, I can make out your boot prints from here. Anyone could follow you. <laughs> you know, erase them with a brush, like with a, with a tree branch, like this, and then scatter the pieces around. Make it, in your case, make it look like some sort of bear has gone through the woods. <laughs> and he sort of rolls his eyes very slightly. At this. We lived in a city, brother. <laughs> Done. And we leave Pytaxia. You turn into a red line. Yep. <laughs> and we make it back to Staxhorn. Yes, indeed. We're, you know, um, so at that point, Keston can pretty much move back into his old quarters and embrace the notion that there are other people in the world and can walk outside, round outside in the daylight. Yep. Um, I would imagine that um, Alora and Simon want to um, keep heading north and go hook up with the river razors. Absolutely. And, um, I give them a letter for Marlin, which basically says that next month I expect yep. the River Razors to invade Pytax, but they don't have to do it a lot of it. You know, there'll be quite a few other armies coming with them. Understandable. And that um, Simon's welcome to stay, you know, in Stagthorn or wherever they would like while they're embarked on this process, and or they can bring him with them if they'd rather. Yeah. Yeah, Elora will make several polite noises about that. Which, reading between the lines, by and large, boil down to, there's no fucking way we're turning him over to a different king in a different castle. Yeah. It's it's actually not so much that they don't trust you as... They're just... They're kind of bandits by their nature and background. Yeah. And they, they trust you as much as they trust anyone. Yeah. So, um, the thing is that, um, that would be safer than taking himself, uh, after fighting, uh, taking himself to an army battle, but, um, I'm sensing yeah, that rather it, have him with it, them. It would be safer from a logical point of view, but they're thinking with their hearts instead of their heads. Yeah. Uh. That's fine, then at which point he can deploy with the Rither Razors. Yep. Yep, and he will just quietly, um, kife those two rings that he took if you don't bring it up. Yeah, yeah, no, fine with me. 
Cool. Okay. Yeah, the, um, I've got plenty of treasure in the world. And you are back in glorious, glorious stag form and all is well and right with the world. Yes, and Kaelin will come home, um, hug his wife and collapse into his bed because that was hard. Cool. So what's your plan from here? Uh, well, I think at that point we have a kingdom turn and then invade Pytax. Cool. I don't know um, how much of that we actually want to do tonight, but um, that's my next. Uh, have a kingdom turn, buff up my um, buff up my gear slightly to um, provide um, any Ravetti killing items I want to buy. Obviously, the Columbane sword was the big one, but I might want to buy like a potion of scone skin or some higher end magic stuff for that yep. kind of thing. Yep. And um, yes, invade Pytax. Well, you are welcome to do the kingdom turn this evening if you want to. Be if you would rather leave it for another time. Um, it's coming towards ten. Yeah, I, my, I'm feeling a bit fried. I'd probably rather just leave it there. Cool. So, Kaylin pulls everyone into sort of a council of war. Yeah. Uh, which Marlin Rusk will show up to, so he can be involved in the grand strategy and what's happening there, and talk about where to deploy his troops and that yeah. sort of thing. Um, at, at this point, the river raisers can pretty much, you know, deploy back out of the woods, or at least he can co- he can come and Alora can come and things. Um, you know, they don't have to hide out in the woods anymore. We're no longer pretending we don't have that army. And you sit down with Mibon's people and begin to plan your grand assault upon Pytaxia. Yep. Dum dum dum. dum.